You must have faced some tests uh, of the model. Uh, uh, I recall vaguely some of the top players uh, threatening to perhaps even go out on their own, create their own deal. Uh, take us through that experience. Well, early in the 80s, uh, it, it, it became a, uh, there, was a real, there was a real clash. Um, I, I can remember it like it was yesterday. The players uh, went to Memorial Tournament in uh, Dublin, Ohio, and out of that came a letter signed by, I believe, uh, 12 or 14 players led by Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, and Tom Watson, and, uh, and, and, and really led by their managers, okay, that basically said, uh, uh, we do not want the tour to, uh, to uh, uh, endorse products. We don't want them to own golf courses. We already had the Tournament Players Club. And and we're in the in the process of doing two or three more. We don't want them to own and operate golf courses. We don't want them to to uh, have commercial. Uh, we want the tour to go back and just run tournaments like Joe Dye did, basically. And they wanted uh, they they didn't they wanted me gone, and they wanted to hire somebody who is great at running tournaments to be the commissioner. So that's 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 what happened. They petitioned the policy board, uh, uh, wrote their name, and signed a letter, and basically said, we, uh, "All this stuff that Beeman's doing, we don't uh, we don't agree with." Um, and that's 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 part of history. That's what happened. So, what was your initial hmm. reaction to that letter? Well, my my reaction, uh, first of all, he didn't send the letter to me. They sent it to the chairman of the board, and he he then sent a copy to me. Uh, I got it secondhand. Uh, I I I looked at it and basically told uh, Dale DeWint, who was chairman of the board. He was cha- he was he was chairman of the board of Eaton Corporation in in uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. And I told him that I said, um, you know, um, this is not a this is not a business. This is a, we're running it like a business, but this is not a business. The players own the PGA Tour. If this uh, is carried through, the answer is is uh, I'm 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 out of here. Um, and I negotiated a deal with Dell. I had two years. Left on my contract, uh, the current contract, maybe three. And I said, the tour does not want tournament players' clubs. They don't want the marketing program. Uh, they don't like the commercialization of what's happened. I said, if that happens, the answer is we're going to drift back to where the tour was when Joe Dye ran it. Uh, I'm not. I didn't come here to do that. So. Um, I built the Tournament Players Club, uh, and I asked the board uh, for the, my support for doing it. They agreed to let me do it, but they also said they were not going to put a nickel in it. 
Not one dollar will they put in it. So I built the original Tournament Players Club with no money. They didn't put a nickel in it. I said, if we, I will do everything in my power to win this battle. But if we lose this battle, which I want you to know, uh, we need to get lucky to win it. Uh, you can have my contract, and I own the Players Club because I built it for nothing. The tour didn't put it in. They don't want it. I want it. So he agreed to do that. He agreed to give me the Tournament Players Clubs. We had two or three at the time. And I agreed to give my contract for nothing if we lost. Well, um, Dell said, he says, you know, we can win this. We, you know, we have corporate battles like this all the time. And I said, this is different. The players uh, aren't minor. <laughs> the players aren't minor uh, shareholders. They are the tour. They own the tour. So I, I went back and read the letter a dozen times. And whoever wrote the letter, whether it was Jack Nicholas's representative or whether it's Arnold's or whether it was Tom Watson's, they made a drastic error in about three words. Because if they'd only said, we as players do not want you to do this, we would have lost and we wouldn't have been able to do those things. But what they also said was, and added a couple of little uh, words that were the lifesaver of the tour today, that we believe you have exceeded your authority by doing what you're doing. Hmm. And I said to Dell, I said, Dell, we haven't exceeded our authority. And I, I pulled the original papers that were in our archives because they no longer existed because we had abandoned the Delaware Corporation. We were now a nonprofit. I pulled out the original incorporating documents of Delaware that I read in the first two months when I wasn't even commissioner and recited to him what those papers said, which was the tour could, it said specifically, own golf courses. It could license. It could sell its name. It could, it was specifically, as every document for a major corporation, it's the broadest thing in the world. Okay? Mm -hmm. You may never do it, but the authorization is there. And lo and behold, do you know whose name was on those papers? Jack Nicholas was one of the original board members. <laughs> Interesting. So I got Jim Colbert, who was a board member at the time and agreed with what we were doing. I got, I didn't want a personal confrontation with Jack Nicholas. I got Jimmy Colbert to take those papers and meet with Jack Nicholas. And it turns out Jack was going, coming to Washington, D.C. We, we weren't there anymore. But Jim Cole got on a, Jack's airplane with him and sat down with him and said, uh, 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 and, and 
this is what he told me. He told Jack. He said, Jack, he said, uh, we want you to withdraw your letter. And Jack said, well, why would I do that? He said, well, because you've impugned the integrity of the commissioner, the entire board, and the corporate executives. And that, and we had some powerful corporate executives. We had the chairman of Merrill Lynch. We had the chairman of uh, Eaton Corporation. We had the chairman of Coca-Cola. We had all these chairmen of major corporations. He said, Jack, if you don't withdraw your letter, we don't have much money in the till, but we will spend it all to destroy your personal reputation with every corporation in this country, and you'll never get another contract. He said, well, why would you do that? He said, because it is authorized. You've impugned their integrity by saying that they have exceeded their authority. And he pulled out the papers and showed them that the written documents, original incorporation in Delaware, provided for all of these. It was not, it was not something that was uh, done without authorization. And then went to the last page, and Jack said, well, hell, who agreed to this? And, and Jimmy Colton <laughs> said, Jack, you did. He said, what? And he showed him <laughs> the name on the written documents. And then that's when Jack went to Arnold and said, hey, we got a problem. And they withdraw. They, we never fought the battle. They withdrew, they withdrew this paper. You know something, Dean? You guys kept that very, very quiet because this is the very first time that I ever heard anything about that. Well, that's what happened. That's why they withdrew. They withdrew. Oh, boy. They withdrew because J Jimmy Colbert threatened Jack and said, we'll do everything we can to restore. I don't think any major corporation will ever put a nickel in your pocket again because you have impugned the integrity of all these people who have served as the board of the PGA Tour, and we've never paid them a nickel. They've done it on their own. Yeah. That's, that's a fascinating story, Dean. And, and uh, It is, Dean. I suppose, Bruce, the players ought to have a Jimmy Colbert day after hearing this story, huh? Yeah, well, you know, like I said, I, this is the first time I've ever heard about that. Dean, one question relative to that. Yes. From the day, from the day you got that letter until they withdrew, what, was the, what time frame was that? Well, Jack's tournament was in May. And uh, the meeting was during Westchester, which would have been late May, early early June, maybe just before the U.S. It was only a matter of a couple of weeks. Ah, uh, that, that's what I figured because I'll bet I'll bet uh, I'll bet ninety ninety eight percent of the players knew nothing about this. Uh, well, we didn't we didn't want anybody to know about it. Right, I know that. I mean, it's remarkable. Winning that battle, I just want you guys to know, winning that battle cost me about a billion, half a billion dollars because today the tournament players have a network of some 30 or 40 golf courses around yeah. the world are worth about a half a billion dollars. <laughs> That's right. And you could have been the owner. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Uh, I think you really wanted to win the battle, though. 
Oh yeah, I listen. I did. There, there was no question in my mind that uh, that we needed to win that battle. Yeah. But uh, nobody knew what Jack's reaction to that would be. Okay. Yeah. And and not many knew how close the tour, as we know it today, was teetering on the brink. Well, nobody knows how lucky everybody uh, that that cares about golf and cares about the tour and plays on the tour that whoever wrote that letter added those few words. They didn't yeah. need to add those words. They were just uh, added, okay? Yeah, yeah. If the players had simply said, we don't want you to do this, we couldn't have done it. We hope you've enjoyed this short track of For the Good of the Game. And please, wherever you listen to your podcast on Apple and Spotify, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, spread the word, and tell your friends. Until we tee it up again, for the good of the game, so long, everybody. Whack down the fairway, it went smack down the fairway. Then it started to slice just a smidge off line. It headed for two, but it bounced off nine. My caddy says, long as you're still in the state, you're okay. Yes, it went straight down the middle, quiet away.